everybody. Uh, it's Spencer Ehrenfeld, and welcome to the Trust Me, I'm a Lawyer podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nori. Hey, Nori. Hi, everybody. How you awesome. doing? Good. How are you? Awesome. This is our eighth podcast, and this is one that I, as a personal injury trial lawyer, have been really looking forward to hearing. Uh, Nori, tell everybody who our guest is today. Uh, well, today we have Sarah Clasby Engels, who is one of the most respected lawyers in Florida, a super lawyer. I'm pretty sure she's considered. Well, she's a super lawyer to me. Uh, and she's gonna also involved in uh, Lawyers to the Rescue. Yes. And she's gonna talk to us about her, pro like, respective professional field in law. Which, which is, is what mediating. <laughs> and, and do you know what a mediator does? You've been to mediations. A mediator uh, is essentially like the diplomat in between two lawyers who has to you know look at both sides and try and come to an agreement between both of them. yeah they help parties who are fighting over whatever money children uh property uh come to an agreement and and put the decision making about how a case or a matter should be resolved in the hands of the parties rather than in a judge or a jury and now more than ever sarah clasby welcome to the podcast Thank you. Great to be here. Now more than ever, your skill set is desperately needed in our judicial system. Courts are shut down. No jury trials. I can't take depositions. I can't get parties to even talk, much less resolve cases. So talk to us, if you will, Sarah, how you're using your incredible skill set. And I've had the privilege of being in front of you uh, in a mediation. How are you using your skill set in this crazy pandemic? to help get parties to put their differences aside and get to a resolution. Well, thank you, Spencer. Yes, I agree. It really is an unprecedented time with the courts slowing down, hard to take depositions, jury trials on hold. It is true that now more than ever, parties need a way to resolve their differences that is sometimes outside of the judicial process or complementary thereto. Um, and what I've seen a lot of, Spencer, is there are personal injury cases being mediated now. It helps the injured party um, because they need to be able to be compensated in order to pay doctor's bills, et cetera. It helps the defense resolve liability and mitigate their risk. Um, and what we're seeing is a lot of these people are actually very comfortable on the Zoom mediations, on the virtual mediations. So, so what kind of uh, platforms are you using? Are you using Zoom? I am using Zoom. I feel that it's almost universal at this point. Most of the parties I'm working with are pretty comfortable on Zoom. Um, if people aren't comfortable on Zoom, they can just phone in and it's as much as just dialing a phone number with a passcode. Um, so those parties who maybe don't have a computer or don't feel comfortable on computer, they can attend by phone. Although in my opinion, I think it's better to have your face there um, just for that little bit of human element. So how do you how do you do the caucuses? You know, pe people who may never have been to a mediation, uh, there's a part of the mediation where you're all together, and then there's a part where you're talking privately. So how do you how do you handle that aspect? Right. Well, that's a great question. Um, usually, they make me the host of the Zoom meeting, and in that instance, Zoom allows you to create small breakout rooms. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So I can create a breakout room with just the claimants council if there's multiple claimants fighting over a particular um, insurance policy that's limited. I can create a room with the insurance representatives who have, if maybe there's multiple policies involved 
in a particular incident, and I can switch back and forth. Um, so I found the Zoom breakout rooms to be actually very useful in that regard. That's awesome. So you're talking to insurance defense on one side and the plaintiffs over here, they don't hear what's going on over there? Correct. But you can see them, but you can't, they don't, are you? I don't see them during that time because I'm focused on the group that I'm speaking with. Awesome. So, so um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was saying what we also do sometimes is we have the group Zoom meeting um, and sometimes if people don't want to be attached to their computer, I can just call the parties individually after that big group Zoom meeting and I can talk to them one-on-one -on -one, or I can get multiple parties in on my cell phone. It's amazing what the cell phone can do and have the private caucus that way. And that way people are not glued to their um, computer waiting for their turn again. And I've actually found this to be, Spencer, very helpful in the mediation in the sense that people are free to be in the comfort of their own home or be at their home office working on other matters. So when they need to pay attention to the mediation, they are, um, but they also have the ability to take care of other things in their life that are going on. Um, so in a sense, it's making people, in my view, more patient with the mediation process. And so what kind of cases have you mediated since the pandemic? Um, I've mediated quite a number of pre-suit um, cases relating to car accidents and personal injury because obviously the insurance care company wants to be out ahead of it and try to um, settle things within the policy limits to the best of their ability. Right. Um, and the Zoom helps with that too because oftentimes these parties are not in a position to be traveling especially during this time of a pandemic. Um, sometimes they're still recuperating. Um, so the Zoom really helps with that um, because it, it helps them not have to travel or be somewhere physically present. Um, how, uh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. You no, know, also just general contract dispute type cases I've been um, mediating as well. Because parties, you know, they realize they want to get it done now. They don't want to wait. Um, and it's actually been very successful and I've been talking to other attorneys and sort of gauging them and they've found success with it as well. Um, but I have a general question about just it being on Zoom in the first place because sure. immediately from my experience in mediations, which isn't, you know, a lifelong profession of mediations. But you've but been in a lot of them. I have been in quite a few. So I mean, I know that there's a large psychological factor in terms of what the mediator has to like recognize like from both parties like evaluating like the psychology mm -hmm. and understanding the client. Um, so how much of that is limited by being on Zoom? Like, do you find that to be like difficult? Great question. Nori, that is a great question. You're right, you're absolutely right. A large part of mediating is building the trust with the parties, understanding the parties, be able to converse with the parties in a, a, a comfortable setting. So you're right, a little bit of that is lost in the Zoom. But in my opinion, what I found is that with the video and talking to the lawyers, you are able to develop that rapport um, and you are able to get things done. And as I said, I, I have been able to settle these cases and these instances. And in some, in some matters, you know, the person is more comfortable where they are in their home than having to be tra than traveling hundreds of miles. Um, so in certain instances, it, I think it can actually increase that level of comfort and that level of trust um, that you are so rightly pointing out is needed in a mediation.
How um, ha has this expanded your radius of influence? Because you're you're based down here in Miami, but have, has has Zoom and this pandemic allowed you to take your skill set beyond uh, the local community? Uh, and have you started doing mediations outside of Miami? Absolutely, Spencer. It's actually kind of like a light bulb goes off in people's head. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter that you're in Miami. Right. You can mediate my case here in Stewart and and or West Palm and I don't have to pay for you to travel and things of that nature. So um, actually a lot of the mediations that I have been mediating, the parties are all over, Texas, Northern Florida, all around the coast. So in that instance, it would have been very difficult for everybody to have traveled. And if you think six parties traveling from out of state or from other parts of the state, that's at least $10,000 right there of transactional costs that are saved. Um, that can hopefully be put towards a resolution of the matter. Yeah, you know, yesterday I mentioned you to a major cruise line uh, that sounds like Smarnable and uh, suggested that maybe we could do a uh, mediation, try to get some cases moving. But the problem is that some of these cruise lines uh, have no desire right now to settle anything with this pandemic. I mean, they're holding on to every shekel they have and there's no conversations about resolving cases. So I'm guessing, you know, you really have to have both sides wanting to sit down, you know, during this time. Well, thank you for, for um, putting my name up. I appreciate yeah. that, Spencer. Um, you know why? Yes. Because I want to get a case resolved. I don't want a mediator sure. just going to sit there and, 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 and not really work. And, and so I, I want to try to get cases settled. Sure, and you know, it is an uncertain time period for defendants as well right now. I think particularly cruise line industry um, with them having to be shut down, with them having to address um, what happened in the past. So the one thing is for certain though is that the cases don't go away just because they're not dealt with at this right. particular moment. They will be dealt with eventually. I think when the courts sort of reopen, I think the courts are hopefully gonna be aggressive about um, mediation deadlines because I think there's going to be a court backlog as well. The Southern District of Florida is very proactive in terms of keeping its cases moving in an efficient manner. So I, I think the judges are going to want to use mediation as such a tool. And the local rule for mediation empowers, obviously, the judge to give any party for, from physical appearance at a mediation. And I think we're going to be seeing more and more of that um, when, because the judges themselves are getting used to these virtual platforms. I mean, the Supreme Court had an oral argument um, that was virtual. So as the courts US are getting- court? Yes. That's awesome. Did. Yeah. So as the courts are getting more and more used to um, the virtual technology themselves, I think they're gonna be more amenable to allowing the parties to engage in that virtual um, <clears throat> technology as well. So you may see more and more mediations where maybe some people are live, but some people because of a medical condition or travel restrictions uh, will appear virtually. I'm such a dinosaur, Sarah, but I remember when I was a baby lawyer and there'd be cases in Broward County and the judges would not allow a Miami lawyer to appear by telephone. You had to be two counties away to get permission. And I would have to drive up there and take two hours to get up there and two hours to get back for five minutes in front of a judge. And uh, boy has technology, I mean, a lot of horrible things have happened in this pandemic, but one of the great things for me anyway, 
and for you is, is, is this reliance on the technology. Think it couldn't have come at a better time, the technology that is. Right. I mean, I obviously, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to work during this situation. Um, you know, a lot of people are not able to work. Well, so luckily, I'm just not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. Um, but one day, Spencer. He's making money, so it's, <laughs> he's making a fortune on these podcasts. I love it. Yeah. You got to pay for talent, Spencer. Um, well, actually, I'm the talent. He's the producer of the podcast. <laughs> he's not paying me. That's funny. Um, oh, quick question. Yes. Um, I do have a quick question. So as a sure. practitioner, and, and we do have a lot of lawyers that watch this, what advice do you give to lawyers who are going to be doing their first you know, virtual mediation to have the most successful possible result? Sure. First of all, preparation is always key. You want to make sure that the other parties and the mediator have your position clearly outlined. You want to put your best foot forward in terms of um, your case, the strength of your case. Obviously, the second part of that preparation is preparing your client, making sure your client knows what to expect, keeping those expectations reasonable. You don't want a client coming into a mediation from a plaintiff side thinking they're going to be getting the moon and the stars, and you don't want your client from the defense side to think that it's going to be a, a walk away type situation or a nominal settlement. So you want to have your client prepared. Also, you want to have your client prepared just as to the technology platform. Engage their comfort level. Are they more comfort, comfortable on a phone? Are they more comfortable um, on a video? Also, many times the, the lawyers don't really want their clients, um, especially their non-lawyer clients, to be speaking too much in, in the mediation. That's a a personal choice on the lawyer's part. So you want to be able to prep your client in terms of to know that they can mute themselves or that they can go with no video and things of that nature. Um, and then also uh, just patience, I think, is sometimes, um, I think parties. I'm so bad at that, I get so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, but here now, there's really people are being a little bit more patient because there's nowhere else they're going in a certain sense. Right. Um, That's true. true. Yeah. So, but in patience, patience, in terms of that, I think parties don't understand sometimes that it's going to take a while. I think they think an hour meeting is a long time, but in reality for a mediation, it takes hours, especially if you're going to settle, you can impasse quickly, but if you're going to move people's mentality and you're going to change their opinion and you're going to make them see something they hadn't seen before and think, that takes time. And I know many people want to get in and get out, but having been through thousands of mediations, I will tell you there is a value to spending time um, and making sure you can persuade the other party to see your side of, of the issue and to potentially settle. I just hate those eight hour mediations that end in an impasse and these, you know, two minuscule 1%, 2% moves. And I mean, I, I, I just, I, I've been doing it for 30 years, but I can't stand that aspect of it. I, I hear you. And unfortunately, that's some, sometimes how they go. But do you ever find that that time spent later leads to a settlement or that you went through enough positions and sort of saw different sides of the issue that it later helped broker a deal, maybe a few months down the line after a deposition was taken? I wish I could say yes. But I would okay. say it's more of a fatigue. It more just um, beats up 
my client and me to a certain extent and just it wears them out and so i've seen it more as you know at the end of it they're like just get me out of this or i can't take you know they get in the car and they're just beat up and exhausted from it which i guess leads to a resolution but it's more of a surrender that yeah i hear you i mean i guess maybe it is a peek into the litigation process because obviously sitting for a six-hour deposition is yeah. exhausting and and sitting for a trial for days um would be very um time consuming and emotionally exhausting. that's a good point i should you know i appreciate that next time i'm in one of those i'm gonna say if you think this is a, a bummer what are you sitting in a courtroom for eight hours a day on a hard wooden chair for a w two weeks right and usually the mediator tries to make the surroundings comfortable tries oh, to provide yours. yours is the ritz carlton of media i love <laughs> your yours is such a for no other reason, people should mediate with you to check out your office <laughs> nice. and the food. And it's just great. It's really a nice place to mediate. Oh, Maybe my favorite. Maybe my favorite. Although, You're so kind. There used to be a guy that would make mandel bread, this old Jewish mediator. You know, he was like 90 years old and he would come with mandel bread. That was pretty special. But yours is my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'll have to work on a signature snack. Well, I thought the raw almonds and the organic pistachio nuts and all that stuff was pretty impressive. Good stuff, Sarah. Uh, so, Sarah, I, I, I strongly recommend anyone who's got a dispute of any nature uh, to consult with you and to retain your uh, services to try to get the dispute resolved. What's the best way for people to reach you so that they can get a hold of you and your talent? Well, thank you. Okay. Um, so, my phone number is 786 235 8419. And you can email me at Sarah, which is S-A-R-A-H at angle-firm.com, which is E-N-G-E-L hyphen F-I-R-M.com. And I'll actually even give my cell phone number, which is 305-527-6976, which sometimes now that the offices are closed is the best way to reach me. And that will be a reward for someone who's watched the entire podcast. I'm going to wait to the end to get the cell phone number. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for being with us. Um, it's been really informative. And I think that you're going to really help and will continue to help a lot of people, especially during this extraordinarily challenging time with our judicial system, you know, on life support. So thank you so much. Thank you, Spencer. And thank you, Nori. It was really a pleasure with working with both of you. Thank you. Hey, Nori, on the Trust Me, I'm a Lawyer podcast, you've got some really cool uh, other guests that are coming up. Another yeah. one. What, who else is coming up this week? Uh, well, later this week, we have Manny Segarra, who's going to talk with us about getting a divorce during the coronavirus. So it really is a two podcasts that go hand in hand. You've got the divorce lawyer, and you do you do family law mediations too? I have not gotten my certification in that yet, but I am seriously considering it. Well, great. So let's get that. And then as soon as you get that certification, let us know and we'll update the podcast. Perfect. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Nori. And we really appreciate it. Be well and be safe, Sarah. You too. Thanks. Thank you.